Welcome to this podcast by the International Cohort, part of the Donut Economics Peer-to-Peer Learning Journeys, which was hosted by Civic Square, working with Enroll Yourself and the Donut Economics Action Lab. Over the last six months, we have been exploring new economic possibilities that are regenerative and distributive by design in the context of our local neighbourhoods. In this series of three conversations, we discuss well-being, language and migration, subjects that came up again and again in our weekly online meetings. The first conversation is about doing our donut economic work on a neighbourhood level uh, while taking care of ourselves and honouring our own well-being. We are 13 women who care a lot for the world and can see a lot of potential for change everywhere, feel a lot of responsibility. And we've been going through 13 different ways of the last six months and several of us have run into health challenges, meeting other obstacles that are taking us, at least on the surface, away from doing the work we are supposed to do or we've set up expectations for ourselves uh, to deliver on. Um, and so this conversation is diving into how we can do this work and honor our own well-being and health uh, in this. So I'm going to leave the mic open for any one of the other 12 incredible women joining this journey um, yeah, to share reflections and ideas. I know on a very, very surface level, the thing that helps with my well-being is to turn off notifications in any situation <laughs> and to, to put a polite little correspondence of saying, I might be doing a lot of thinking right now. I'll be able to respond when I can respond. I always love getting those out of offices from people that are like, I'm not going to get back to you anytime soon. <laughs> I just think it's such a good idea. Yeah, I, I think I've been thinking a lot about on this journey, um, I guess inspired by the kickoff weekend by uh, the personal donut exercise, how we define our boundaries and our own limitations and trying to maintain this balance between all that we'd like to achieve and you know our great visions for the world but also doing it in a way that uh, can cultivate health and wellness and well-being and it's not taking so much from ourselves that we don't have much to give um, and Samaya couldn't make it today but there was a, a quote that she had in our last meeting which was working at the root level below the soil where things aren't visible and I don't know if she was actually, uh, when I think about it, uh, referring to um, this particular topic. But for me, it was it really resonated thinking about this is the invisible sort of soil foundation. And we kind of need to work on cultivating the health there if we want to, you know, sow and, and germinate uh, the kinds of um, healing for our communities and our planet. So it's it's. Uh, yeah, it became a really interesting, um, well, I was quite surprised to, to, to be so focused on, at the individual level, being that this is a collective kind of peer-to-peer uh, learning exchange. So it was quite interesting to go so inward and be so introspective. But I think it starts there. It's funny, I um, 
part of the process has been to begin to really dislike the word individual and I also at the same time as joining Deal one of my I still do New Year's resolutions and one of my New Year's resolutions was to explore what it was to consider horizontal consciousness or consideration and when I've been doing a practice of when I do feel spent or run down or lonely doing a walk in very deal fashion and noticing all the living things and they're all the people they're all the things with me you know I, I'm never alone or if I can't go for a walk I like think about my my gut and the fact that there's a ton of thousands of things in there and I'm not alone there either and then it's been such an interesting process doing this virtually and just getting to go back into say like yoga or any sort of community activity and the chance to sit there in a room yoga in particular because you're not actually touching each other you're not dancing you're not whatever but you're breathing at the same time or maybe you sing together at the end and again you're kind of by yourself but you're with everybody and I feel that it's like those times when I stop feeling that connection or stop seeing myself and others that I really feel spent or like like I can't give anything you know it's been really wonderful how nourishing this this group is as well like and how I sometimes feel it's been so great to just go on this journey with everyone here in this quite more measured way than I expected in a way and there's been some times where I'm just like I'm too busy and my brain is too frazzled and I've got too many things on and I can't make the meeting tonight oh no I have too much to do and then I come I come to the meeting I come to the gathering anyway and I'm always just so, I always come away from it being like, oh, I really needed that. Like, I really needed that to, to ground me and to be inspired and feel really held. It's been such a, you know, every, I want to say Moni, you've done such a wonderful job in holding this space, but everyone has. Like, everyone has held this space in this really beautiful way. And it's particularly, I appreciate everyone's, like, vulnerabilities. People have really shared vulnerabilities here. And, and I think that's, like, something that's, um, you know, not so allowed out in like other workplaces and things so I really value that and um yeah and then also just to kind of just to go on from that it's, it's all about these kind of relationships and like relation you know like doing this in relationship and then and like you know the work I'm doing is outside of this is all about building relationships and and it can be so frustrating sometimes because you want to do all these things and it's so it takes you know you have all these ideas and you want to do these things but it takes takes a long time like to grow these relationships and to really make sure that they're that everyone is getting what they need from them and um yeah and I think like I think someone there was a quote that say that said that if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go with and and I think that's like been really um you know, that's been happening a lot in this space and I really value that in other spaces outside and that's what keeps me uh, managing everything okay. <laughs> I think like, the concept of slowness is so important, isn't it? I mean, it feels obvious to say that, like, if you're thinking, like, or the system that we're operating within capitalism is all about productivity and efficiency and doing things quickly and we're all here collectively trying to think about system change, which is change from the root, which is like a radical change, which is a slow change. And even though it feels like there's a real impetus to do things very quickly because 
of all sorts of multifaceted crises. The only way it can be done is slowly, and so it feels like both necessary and more in keeping with trying not to be exhausted and burned out. And it's kind of funny, I think, like, this project was like, okay, we've got a reading group for, like, three months, and then we've got, like, three months of, like, doing something. Is that even, like, the right time frame? I'm not sure. Um, And, like, I kind of feel like I'm at the end of the doing something months, and I haven't, like, done very much, but I've, like, planted seeds you know and those seeds will hopefully grow at uh different rates but hopefully they'll grow <laughs> i wanted to pick up on that i think i've talked to several of of you on this journey and so many have said oh i haven't done anything or i haven't um, accomplished anything and i should have delivered this and i didn't live up to the expectations And then when we start to unpack what has happened over the last couple of months, I'm always like, hey, so much has happened. You've talked to that person and this person and planted seeds all over the place. And it might not be that we can see what kind of impact that has right now. But it that's the slow work. That's the deep work that is needed as well going forward. And it's I know for myself, I get terribly impatient. I want to see results uh, very fast. And it has also been part of my learning journey, hosting this group to honor my own energy level and honor the different energy levels that are at different times for 13 people traveling together for six months. How do you actually hold the frames for... Like my worst case scenario would be to have people burn out from participating in in this journey. That I, I would feel terrible uh, if if that was an outcome of us setting so high expectations for what we should do, and not honoring all the stuff that has happened in our conversations and our time spent together. I think we will not be able to measure outcomes tomorrow and deliver that uh, and say this is what came out of our our work but I am absolutely 100% sure that so much has happened and will happen from us spending time together but yeah the work of letting go of those have tos and we should have and deliverables and honoring the the value and the quality of of what we've had together over such a long period of time I think it's a learning journey for a lot of us I feel to lower the expectation and look at what are we actually doing we have already created so much value Um, and I know for myself how hard it is to see that especially when it's your own work my to-do list is always longer than what I accomplish so there's never a sense of oh I've just done enough now or yeah I delivered enough never <laughs> the, nev- the never ending to-do list not only from have-tos but also from setting up expectations um, and just to um, add on to that I think I mean I haven't been able to participate recently but just in general I think the the thinking about the well-being and then linking it to just the specific group and then the learnings of actually just having the conversations that we have weekly. And I've spent a lot of time going back to those conversations to like revisit um, aspects that we've spoken about and revisiting the mirror board and 
um, re-looking at the chapters and just like the the weight that those conversations have had on their own and what we can take from those just by purely having sat around and spoken from our different contexts um, have also just been so significant in terms of learning. Um, and I think it's been said before about planting those seeds, but it's just if you look back on like the journey that we've been, we've kind of gone through on our, by ourselves and like what that's actually done for us to be able to take it forward is actually such a significant part of the bigger picture that we're almost not giving credit to where it's, it's not necessarily tangible because it's all in our heads and our experience. Um, but the actual experience of that in itself has been like an, a massively significant part of the learning, um, which I was just reflecting on today. I think it's, it's quite a beautiful part, but also like also quite significant in terms of, you know, feeling vulnerable in that space um, and nurturing like quite a, quite a special space that's been created. As I, as I stroke a seven-week-old kitten, there's no better sense of well-being um, than being with a baby cat. I suppose I've been thinking the last few weeks quite a lot with some friends and colleagues about the, the wounds and the hurts that have emerged and been made visible by the pandemic or were triggered by the pandemic in terms of things breaking down. And, and as we know, and it's picking up on Alice's point, it takes time to heal, and yet the tectonic plates of just going back to normal life is racing on in its normal speed. And I'm just seeing people around me torn between needing the time for to heal, which takes t- the time it needs, and just being torn with the business of life. So it's something I've been sitting with about just how we're covering up again the wounds. Whereas we had all said during the pandemic, this is building that better, et cetera, et cetera. We had noticed things and we're not, we're, we're covering up again. Um, so yeah, I've been sitting with that um, at this point. And I suppose I also want to kind of thank this group as well, just in terms of the picking up again, what people have shared about the vulnerabilities. It's been incredible in terms of how people have allowed themselves to show the wounds. And I've really admired that because I kind of, make sure I never become vulnerable and I never show the wounds. So I've been in real admiration for everyone who has been able to have the courage to do that. I wanted to make a, a maybe brief comment on getting back also to weave this, which is so beautiful, with what Mona was, was talking about, like lowering uh, our expectations. Because to me that somehow falls badly. Like I, I don't know. If, I don't need to lower my expectations. Maybe I, I just need to shift. What is it that I'm trying to look at? How is it that I look at myself and and others? And I was listening to a podcast this week. Um, a woman called Esther Perel. I think that's her name. And she's a psychotherapist. A lot of heads nodding. People know her. And she was talking about self love and pleasure. Um, perfection as well and different ways that we socialize and I think it's quite important on a conversation about the donut because to me uh, looking at economy and putting ourselves in the discussion of economics is about trying to get the question of what is it that we want like what is the world that we want and and really taking this as something that is part of our humanity and not something you know, not something more than that. I think we are, we, on the wheel of consentment, I think there's so much coercion and how we need to deal with things the way that they are 
that we don't really have space to develop what is that we want, especially as women. And I think this has a lot to do with this group, which is a group of women, right, discussing this. And there was a quote on self-love, which is, self-love is less about ability to withstand loneliness and establish independence and more about awareness and acceptance of our own incompleteness, which is, again, <laughs> a good way to face the complexity of what we are talking about. There's something that uh, I think it was Jody had said that I think about all the time, which is to make peace with uncertainty and to tie some of these thoughts in together, slowing down, uh, being vulnerable. It requires us to regularly check in with our, and it's something that I'm learning and uh, to do better. But I think um, we have we have to be really honest about uh, the different cycles that are natural within how we're feeling, whether it's through the season or as women with uh, our menstrual cycles and and such. Um, and if you have uh, a chronic illness. Uh, like myself, these kinds of, um, you know, ebbs and flows in your day and how you're feeling, it's, it's quite inconsistent. And um, so I really, what really resonated a lot for me uh, in, through all of this is I just became so much more aware of how I need to figure out how to fill up my cup and to nourish myself in a way so that I can give and, and, and not be burnt out and go from one extreme to the next. And, you know, we, we have, we have, uh, yeah, have been able to feel safe in, in, um, in this space. And, I, and it's really been, I think, so monumental for how I live my life. I mean, it's not just six months is, is just, uh, I, it did give me a lot of stress and anxiety because what can I achieve? And I appreciate the reminder. That's another thing we have to constantly remind ourselves because we can have this conversation and then forget about it even this evening later on and still force ourselves to do something when we would be better off resting. But it really is something that I think will, it's it's huge seed that is planted and and a tree that will make it so that, um, yeah, I will just, I will work hard to to cultivate a healthier way of living and giving and, and figuring out how to be regenerative myself. And I have all of you to thank for that. It's really been a, I can't even articulate it uh, in this, uh, at this moment, <laughs> but thank you all. I've been thinking a lot about resilience and um, how that is always touted as being something to strive for and something to live in. And for me, this group has been a real opportunity for acceptance and appreciation of softness and not having to drive forward and be that strong person and just to sit with what is. And that allows me to accept my own limitations and my own challenges and frustrations with the world. And I think especially over the last few weeks where we've had such significant challenges in terms of electricity blackouts and those kinds of things, Living in this context for me as a privileged person is incredibly challenging, yet I have resources. And so for me, it's 
having the women in this space is an opportunity just to breathe out and let things be and learn together and learn from each other. And for me, it's always more interesting what happens along the way rather than any prescribed outcomes or outputs that are often set with projects and are often demanded as part of a process. So I'm finding this process a particularly healing process because we are allowing ourselves to think and mull and be vulnerable and to do the work together and to bounce ideas off each other and to encourage each other rather than challenge each other, which I think is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I would like to pick up on a point from Alexa about filling up um, your own cup before doing the work out there, um, which is something that I struggle with a lot. And <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I just don't know that practice and I, at times it can feel very selfish um, to even consider doing that because there's so much struggle out there and why should we focus so much on ourselves when everything else around us is burning and um, yeah <laughs> not very uh, life-giving uh, at the moment so we should focus our energy outwards and it's just over and over again reminded of the importance of filling that cup up and understanding and exploring what rest actually means because yeah I don't know what rest looks like I don't know I can tell myself I have this time for rest but I don't necessarily know what that means to me I could think that it means something about being close to water that helps me a lot to to regulate uh, my nervous system and recover and regenerate but honestly I don't know how that looks like for me on a larger scale and how to integrate that so it's a big exploration for me how to unfold the concept of rest because I I see it everywhere I get reminded daily you should rest yeah yeah but how does that look like because <laughs> going to bed early is not gonna make it for me um, that's not enough so how does it look I guess Mona there's something for me there in noticing and so already you've noticed that being by the coast by the ocean there's something that's shifting for you when you're in that space so when you were, we've been talking about well-being and about what this group has offered actually I that's what I noticed that even though you get to the end of the day and you can be exhausted or you can make a ton of excuses not to be here and show up some evenings when I do at the end of it I notice that I'm elevated by it I'm refreshed by it I'm there's a buzz even though I'm still could be still tired there's I've been elevated so I notice that and that's why then the next time those those excuses can come to mind I can kind of remind myself oh no but you know you don't feel it now it's a little bit like you know I love swimming in cold water um but it's still It's still that thought before I do it that I don't want to do it. Um, and then as soon as I'm in it and then I notice how good I feel and I notice how good I feel afterwards. So there's something about that noticing in, in and that higher level of consciousness around where energies are 
being taken away from us and where they're being kind of come and and as you say this work won't get done if we only serve ourselves but um it's the old analogy of the air airline isn't it um in an emergency oxygen levels drop what do you do first you put your mask on first so that you can then help other people around you who aren't able to put their mask on too young or uh um yeah not able to so there is something about doing some of that that in no knowing how to nourish yourself in order to be available and I think there's also something about noticing and people who've been before because we're not the first people who feel like we are doing um, work beyond ourselves serving others um, that you know there's been generations and generations and books and we've got podcasts and now and um, and programs there's many people who've gone before us and most of them will talk about burnout most of them will talk about a, a level at which it is not feasible anymore lots of women talk about that coming around having children as well when they're expect they have their, there's another level of expectation on them at, on top of everything else and and that's where things kind of um that's when we come up short so i think there's just yeah for me there's that noticing um there's a lot of noticing and and le- higher levels of consciousness that can really help me anyway point me in directions so that when I notice for example there's a an expression about some people some people are radiators some people are drains and it's all right to be around people who are drains but when I notice that they're the drains and they zap my energy from being around them for for a long time then I need to get in a room with some radiators and knowing and noticing who the radiators are in my world can be really helpful um because I can go and kind of spend some time with them uh in, in a consequence so yeah something about notice in there I would say that uh, you're all a bunch of radiators giving a lot of energy so yeah I really want to echo the sense of getting so much energy out of these conversations and yeah we're coming towards the end of this first round of conversations and thank you all so much for adding your thoughts and experiences into it. I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation. We are 13 women from across the world who took part in the Donut Economics peer-to-peer learning journey in 2022. It was hosted by Civic Square, working with Enroll Yourself and the Donut Economics Action Lab.